Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. This is Leslie. So today we're going to talk about the Ajna Center, um, you know, as we continue the, ser- the Nine Center Being series. So with the Ajna Center, the Ajna Center is located right below the head center in the, um, in the body graph. And the, the themes of the Ajna Center, um, it's, uh, it's a center that involves mental or mind consciousness or mental activity. Um, some of the characteristics of it are uh, it's used for, for researching, for conceptualizing, organizing uh, information or categorizing it and storing information. About um, 47% of the population has the Ajna Center defined. So that, that's basically about, about half of the population. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting, and I, I don't think I said it last week when we were, when we were doing the podcast, but the, um, if you have an open Ajna, the, the head center is always going to be open. Um, but you can have an open head center and a defined Ajna. So um, one thing that, that I, is kind of um, interesting about both, actually both of the centers, but we're focusing on the Ajna Center, but both of them is that um, because, because it's associated with mental activity, a lot of people try to make decisions using their minds. So um, the, the problem with that is that, well, for one thing, is that our, our minds are very conditioned and also that that's not what our minds are, are designed to do. That's not what those centers are designed for. Um, so that that's what our authority type is for. And um, the authority type, most of us have what's known as, as inner authority, uh, which would be like emotional, sacral, splenic, et cetera. But there are about three to 4% of the population that have either mental projected or what's called lunar authority. Um that's an outer authority. It's not an inner authority. And so it functions a little bit differently than the inner authority, but the best decisions are still not made from using the mind. So um, I, I was thinking about the, like, as an example, like, of like, okay, so, so like when we make decisions, a lot of times, like I, I, I do this and I'm sure a lot of people do, it's like, it's like, okay, you look at the advantages, the disadvantages, like if I do this, if, you know, what's the advantage if I do that, like the different, like you have a whole list of stuff, right? <laughs> So I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about, remember that movie Along Came Polly with, uh, with Jennifer Aniston and Ben Stiller? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so like, so Ben Stiller was Ruben in the movie, right? And he was, he was, a, I think he was like an insurance actuary. So he, he assessed risk and uncertainty. So <laughs> when he was trying to make a decision about Polly, like he plugged her into this, into the software and he's like, and like everything that came back was like, no, she's not a good risk, you know, but, but like in the end, like. Like he threw all that stuff out the door and it's like, she is the one I, you know, she is the one I want to be with, like, at least for now or whatever. So like, it, it's just funny. And, and like, like that character, it, it had to have been like emotional authority because it was like, the yes, no, yes, no. And, and then he's finally like, yeah, I do want to be with you. 
And um, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of a funny example. Um, so we're going to we're going to get into uh, into the defined and the undefined Ajna. Uh, Leslie has a defined Ajna and I have an undefined Ajna. So we're going to just share um, some of our experiences of of what it's like to have for her to have a defined and for me to have an undefined. So you want to share some stuff, Leslie? Yeah, um, I just want to throw out there that the, the mind consciousness of, it, um, of the Ajna does um, operate over time. So that is one thing. And so it's kind of interesting with um, your example there of plugging it into the uh, computer and getting the yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, is not really allowing it to have its awareness over time. <laughs> well, he, he did. Yeah, I was just like, like that movie, like he didn't he, like oh, when he plugged it in, it was like a static, you know what I mean? It was like a static, like, yeah. like he entered all that stuff and it was like a static uh, yeah. like risk score that he got back but I'm talking about him where it's like he was like you know like yes no yes no and it had nothing to do with the with the risk assessment but it was like his own internal like even though the risk was there he's like but I want to be with her I don't care about all that stuff right right, right. Yeah. anyway yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you but oh no that's fine that's, yeah, yeah that, that's a, actually kind of a good example um so as you mentioned, I have the defined Ajna. And so with the defined Ajna, um, there's like a fixed and reliable way of processing and interpreting information that is, you know, individual to me, obviously, and um, others that have the defined Ajna. Um, but that's kind of why we love to research um, is because of that conceptualization and um, all that goes on with that defined Ajna. And but also there can be this tendency to have this obsessive thinking over and over and getting kind of caught in a loop of um, trying to figure things out. Um, and there's can be this feeling you need to take action um, on the mind's concepts um, about your personal situation, which only leads to resistance because, you know, it's not there for making decisions. Um, and then something to watch for too with the defined Ajna is if you're putting pressure on others to, you know, especially those that are um, undefined, to think like you or to have certainty like you or, um, you know, when you're influencing that you're influencing them because their mind is open and you can um, kind of input <laughs> your uh, what you think. So that's kind of a fun thing that I've been playing with. Um, and I've been pretty aware of that, especially with my younger child. So that's just something to be aware of. Um, and just to go into some healthy um, aspects of a defined Ajna to kind of watch for. Uh, so you speak from your mind, but you recognize, their, you recognize the process and speak and acknowledge um, in the way that you are to process, um, to have your mental process. And also you inspire in a beneficial way to create pressure for others to think and using um, their mind as their authority. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And using your mind for the authority of others um, in that processing. And so in an unhealthy state, you're still speaking your mind, but you're using it for um, decision making also. And then there's a feeling of being um, inadequate or being a hypocrite because it's hard for you to follow through on the words that you're using because you're trying to use it as a tool for yourself. And once again, the obsessive thinking 
and trying to know um, the answers for self is kind of the unhealthy state. So I'm going to give an example of um, my configuration with my Ajna. And I have the channel 6447, which defines my head and my Ajna. Um, and the gate 47 is connected to the Ajna. I have gate 4, and then I have gate 43 also. That's a part of the Ajna. And what I can tell you is um, I'm always going into the past experiences with that 6447, and it's also abstract. So it's about past experiences. But then the gate 4 tries to kind of formulize and, and make um, sense of the chaos and logic is a part of a logic, uh, the logic stream. So it wants to find the pattern of what happened in the past experience. And then with that 43, I'm waiting for the insight. So this loop is happening of the past experience and I'm trying to make sense of it and logically you know, understand. So, the so that's pattern. another gate. You're talking about the gate 43. That's another yeah, gate. Yeah. yeah. So the gate 43 is the last one that I have defined in the Ajna. And so the insight that will come and it's individual circuitry for me um, will bring kind of the ahas. But the interesting thing is, is I don't have access to the throat. So what happens with me is I can get in this loop and I can get insights but I don't necessarily, um, am I able to communicate it? And then I'll sometimes have a, um, like a concern that when, <laughs> what I'm saying to someone, they're like going, what? Because mm -hmm. I'm doing the processing. Because if you go into some of the, um, the fears, the 43 is about kind of having the fear that people are not going to understand, um, having, and, you know, having the anxiety about that. Um, so that's kind of what I'm finding my process to be. And it's, it's been really a fun um, thing to really play in. I'm a Virgo also. So, you know, I can tend to be in my mind and I want to, um, you know, figure things out naturally too. But um, yeah. And then the clarity that can come through when everything kind of the dust settles um, and, or I'm with, people that can help me connect that uh, head and ajna to the throat, I can um, usually have some sense. But like I spoke about before, it's over time. So, you know, depending on what I'm trying to make sense of, you know, if it's something simple or if it's something, you know, kind of a major life event, it can be months. And I'm also emotionally defined. So, um, learning to really surrender to this process and not, you know, push it forward and to be content and patient has really been a kind of an interesting um, process that I'm learning. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I have to say about my experience with that. Okay. So, okay. So mine's undefined. I, I actually, I have one gate defined in a gate four, um, and it's kind of like my head center. Uh, if um, I don't know if any if anyone who's listening now listened to uh, there were a couple episodes where I talked about it, like where you, it's called a dormant gate, where you have a defined gate in an open center. So like it, it's like um, it's like plugging something into a socket. So like it doesn't really it just kind of hangs there, like unless there's something activating like a transit or somebody that you're around who like for me, it would be somebody who has the gate 63 to find. Um, 
that would that would uh, create the channel. But anyway, um, so like some of the some of the characteristics of an undefined ajna are that there there's people who have an undefined object, like they don't have a consistent way of conceptualizing or interpreting information. Um, but because of that, they're, they're also like more open-minded about things and less, less rigid about what they think. So I know like with myself, like that's something that I've really started to like appreciate about, because I do have an open mind. Like I have certain things that I think like there, there, there are, you know, certain beliefs that I hold, but like I, like I can listen to other people and I can sometimes when I'm listening, I can, like, I can understand like where they're coming from and it can change the way I think. Like I'm not that locked in sometimes and I'm not like wishy-washy. It's just that, it's just that I, I know that I don't know everything. You know what I mean? It's like, I know there's a lot that I don't know. So, you know, it's kind of humbling, I guess, to be able to, um, you know, to be able to like, just for me to realize that, you know, that, there are other people who know a lot more than I do about certain things. But um, so, so one of the fears that's associated with the open Ajna is it's a fear of being or looking uncertain in front of other people. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what you think or you don't know like what to say, well, it wouldn't be what to say, but you don't know what to think or um, so, and, and like being around somebody who has a defined Ajna, like you were talking about, like the defined Ajna can person can, put pressure like and it's like subconsciously it's not like where they're deliberately doing it trying to manipulate anything but but in an unhealthy state they can put pressure on somebody who has an undefined ajna for them to be certain about what they think and they're sometimes they're just not you know mm-hmm. so like um one example that i was getting gonna give and then i'll talk about like the positives and the negatives about having an open ajna okay so when this is like years ago it was um my mother-in-law died from my first marriage and she, she would, I, uh, she was telling me like on my resume, she's like, Oh, just put that on there. She's like, basically embellish it. And I was like, but I don't know how to do it. And she's like, well, they're not going to know that. And I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, she's like, well, what I would do, she's like, I would put it on there. And then I just go in there and, and like learn really fast. And then, you know, you know what I mean? So like, they wouldn't know that I didn't really know how to do it. And like, for me, like my way is like, I don't know how to, but I can learn. You know what I mean? That's that's how how I feel more comfortable. But like, mm-hmm. and I didn't follow her advice, thank God. But but I was just like the thoughts. You know, like how you have like movies playing in your head sometimes. Like like oh my God, like I'm gonna tell them I know how to do something. I'm gonna get in there and they're gonna look at me and be like, you don't even know what you're doing. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. like yeah, that's like a terrible fear. Like I wouldn't want to put myself in that position. So no, I'd rather be honest about it. But anyway, um, so like. Some of the negatives or uh, like not self behaviors or in an unhealthy state would be like pretending to be certain or placing a high value on certainty when somebody who has an open ajna can't have that. That it's they're just not fixed. They're not designed that way. Um, but once they can accept that their mind doesn't work consistently or in a fixed in a fixed way, then they they they're okay with not feeling the need to be certain. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the positives are that uh, people with an open ajna can be great thinkers and they can look at like, like, a, like if you have a bunch of different possibilities or like a bunch of different things going on, like they can pick out the things that really matter from that like mess, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like sort it out. Um, and it, you know, I, I find that my, especially, well, no, it wouldn't have to do with the ajna, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's something I do well with, but um, we were talking yesterday too about, how, and I, I don't want to like confuse people or get into like things that are 
like not directly related to the Ajna Center, but it's just kind of an interesting thing. Like, cause there are conundrums in the charts. I uh, like just like things that, okay, well this, but, but then not so because of that or different because you know what I mean? Like different things influencing yeah. sometimes that make things, um, I don't know. Well, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, so my, when we talk about the variables, like if you have a chart printed or not a chart printed, if you order a chart or have it go on and have a, like a free chart, um, a lot of times they're going to have four arrows at the top. So the arrows can point, point either left or right. So my two top arrows point left. So like I'm left brained. So I'm very logical. I'm very organized. I'm very systematic. I'm very, um, I just think, I think a lot. And, and it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of weird how that works with having open Ajna. So now like Leslie, for you, like you have a, a defined Ajna, but you're right pointing. Right. With, with actually with all your arrows, except the, the second one, the, the bottom left. Right. And so yeah. that makes me feel, and also my, my one channel that defines the head in the Ajna 6447 is conscious and unconscious. So um, that also, I'm not always consciously aware that those centers are defined. And then I have the right variables, which is, you know, all receptive. So the feeling of being overwhelmed um, with information and, you know, trying to process and all that, I have tendencies to be able to, ha to have that experience, which is more of a, the open Ajna. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. So I can kind of, um, you know, I'm able to have some compassion <laughs> and, and a slight understanding, but yet I definitely can see how I process my information. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a fun little experiment. Um, and I also, I'm very aware of um, people with the open you know, Ajna, like my son and, and my partner, you know, if I start barreling questions, you know, just asking them questions, asking them questions, you know, I can see just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm ready to leave <laughs> now. Yeah. Especially my son, I even text him three questions in a row. His response will be, that's a lot of questions and he won't answer anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've had to learn on that one. Like not everyone's brain you know, rattles that fast and just, you know, Hey, take a breath, ask one at a time. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of, I mean, like, do you think mine, cause like, cause you and I interact a lot, like even sometimes with messaging, like, do I do that to you sometimes? Like, even though I have a, even though I have a, an undefined Ajna or an open Ajna, do I, you like, do rattle up questions? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> probably, but I yeah, wonder probably. if it's because you're strat, you know, you're strategizing, yeah. strategizing yeah. you know, yeah. so your strategy is, you know, you're processing and creating a strategy for, you know, for yeah. your conversations or whatever. So then I just, I just break it down or, you know, I can, you know, I don't know. It, it, it is fascinating though. Cause yeah. it's not so black and white. It's not, just, it's really, it's not. And, and like you were saying too, like with the, with the, um, the conscious and the unconscious, the, the left and the right side of the chart, the body versus the personality side of yeah. the chart, the red or the black. So the red is the unconscious. And, and that really can make like those gates or those channels that are defined. It, it, sometimes it's some things that aren't that apparent to us who have them. You know, it's something that other people on the outside can sometimes see those tendencies before we can see them in ourselves. Right. Yep. 
And then if we really want to get, you know, deep into it, it the the planetary influence too. Mm-hmm. Because oh, if yeah. it's you know, an outer planet, you know, we may not be as aware as if it's like our moon, you know. Right. Exactly. Our, exactly. More personal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so. the outer planets too. I mean, they're more, you know, may, like more generational, like especially like Neptune and Pluto, they're more generational. But, um, you know, so a lot of people will have those same gates to find. You know, right. who are like within, you know, 10 to 12 years or whatever of your age, something like that. So um, do, do you have anything else that you want to add, Leslie? I think, you know, just to be kind of, you know, like aware of the time other people. Yeah. You know. um, no, I think, uh, you know, feel, yeah, no, I feel com- feels good. Okay. So, <laughs> so- <laughs> well, I stuttered on that one, but yeah, no, that, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, so that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Thanks for thanks so much for joining us today. In our next episode in the Nine Centered Being series, we're going to discuss the throat center. The interesting thing about the throat center is it's the only manifestation center in the body graph. Interesting, isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yes. have the awareness centers. We have the pressure centers. The uh, What else, Leslie? What am I thinking? The um, uh, motors. Yeah. Yeah. Motors. Yeah. So, okay. So I back to the closing that I was trying to do and then got off track. That's how my mind works. (laughs) If you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign. The show notes for this episode will be listed under podcast episode 18. If you'd like to join us as we continue our exploration into the ninth center being please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks everyone.